Welcome to the Sim Podcast. I'm your co-host Sarek, and I'm always joined by my co-host Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on, folks? This is the National Football League review on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. Uh, let's go. Okay, Ron, this is week number 15. Week number 14 just passed. Uh, how do you feel about these past games real quick? Um, they were pretty good. I think everything's getting like tight, um, both the AFC and NFC. The games themselves were pretty entertaining for the most part. They have been some blowouts. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I think uh, a lot of the, the teams, the, the top teams are, you know, still um you know at this point in a decent position to get into the playoffs and then there's there's such a huge pool of teams that are fighting to get in and some are playing well others are not uh it's going to be a battle down the stretch yeah this is the part of the season where it gets real good and and i don't think and i know we're going to do like a seeding playoff review but this is i don't know if any team can take take any games off right no, both uh, divisions. It's it's really tight, and we took a quick look at what's remaining. We'll talk more about it, but yeah, no, none of these teams are going to be able to take uh, any weeks off. They're they're all going to be fighting for either that first seed or just to get in for the most part. Um, things and a lot of things can change with these last four games. Yeah, before we get into it, let's do the top news, and there's some a lot of news. Let's start off with. Uh, all this COVID talk. What, what, what's going on right now with COVID? Yeah, we got a uh, huge outbreaks uh, hitting uh, the NFL. Lots of teams having multiple players, um, especially uh, teams like Cleveland with Mayfield being um, on that list. Um, him potentially may not be able to, to play unless he gets uh, cleared before his, his game. You got Washington with 18 players. I think eight eight of the 18 are were starters or starters, um, so they're going to be hurting. So, you know, COVID is is has obviously spiked. I don't know if it has anything to do with us coming off of like Thanksgiving not too long ago, um, or if it's just you know just you know people aren't paying as much attention. The the players aren't following the protocols as they should and i think people have just take you know just let their guard down a little bit well not only not only that not only is everything you mentioned but this new covid variant they weren't really prepared for it from what i read it's more contagious this uh omnicron what they call it mm-hmm. so now it may not hit you uh especially if you're vaccinated it might not might not hit you as hard but this is more contagious and i think the protocols that they had where you had to sit out 10 days or whatnot it's you know it's hurting a lot of teens basically yeah uh the other thing that i want to quickly review is what is going on with your boy urban meyer i mean what i don't even know how to explain because this is almost <laughs> turning like a soap opera right it's not turning it is at this point it's pretty ridiculous It was ridiculous last week uh, when, you know, you had the news that were was basically leaked um, from it within the organization that, you know, he he was having 
uh, disagreements, not just with the players, but with some of the other coaches as well. Um, and you can tell the way he came off the field last week. Uh, he just looks like he's in a completely different world right now. And then this news today um, with, you know, from his former uh, kicker. From the kicker, right? Uh, punter. Um, alleging that uh, that uh, Urban Meyer kicked him as he was stretching, uh, and he went to talk to him afterwards to say, "Hey, you know, you know, what's up with you kicking me? That's you know, that's not appropriate." And uh, <laughs> when, Meyer, when is that appropriate yeah. ever? And Meyer just brushed it off and said, "I'm I'm basically the coach. I can kick whoever I want," which is insane. Um, if that's what really happened, but that's you know that's this is an ex kicker, um, Lambo, uh, that that made these uh, accusations. Um, it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if they're true. Um, at this point, it's just based on not just you know some of this. It's based on everything we're hearing over the last few weeks, uh, it, and it's being leaked not just from coaches. I think some of the players too have had enough and are starting to say things and spill things. Um, so it's just, it's insane. It's crazy. I don't know if he makes the rest of the season. I, you know, if I was to, if I was the owner and I saw this story and, and I know he just came out and said, oh, you know, we're going to stick it through. We're not going to make any rash decisions. Um, but if I see this, you know, today, I, I would imagine he's got to, at this point, cut the cord and just let him go. I, I'll be surprised if he make it, makes it through this weekend. Yeah, he needs, he, first of all, you know, I told you a long time ago that this was a bad hire. Uh, and as soon as he got hired, he went into the wrong spot because he didn't have his guys. They like the owners picked the offensive coordinator. The owners picked the defensive coordinator. Basically, none of his people came along with him. So I don't know if this is his way of sabotaging and getting his people in. I don't know if the owners had this in mind and were like you know what let's just hire urban i know he's uh, he's gonna be like a a train wreck and we're eventually gonna be able to move jacksonville the team as a whole i don't know i, I really don't know i can't even like why i don't even know why because i guess the owner of the jacksonville is pretty shrewd well he's a son's a pretty shrewd businessman so it just doesn't make any sense yeah, and the thing is, I um, I wonder if he was aware of it because you know, <clears throat> if you read like some of the uh, stories that are out there, it, it's not. This was a known incident. He went and reported it to his agent, and from there they uh, referred him to the uh, I guess the team's legal counsel, and and they it, they're acknowledging that that's what happened, uh, or that's what was reported. Um, so obviously the Jags were aware of it. This was back in August, August 27th. Um, I don't know if the owners were, the owner, uh, was aware of it though. Um, but it's, it's just crazy. It just adds to the list of ridiculous, uh, stuff that you've had to put up with, with Urban Meyer this year. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Do you think they bring him back for year two? No. Yeah, I think he's a goner, and and you know, and it's like, this is what happens when you hire a college football coach. It's just they're just not meant for the pros. I think that once you deal with millionaire kids, people that already made in the NFL, it's not the same, man. It's not the same. 
it, yeah. It, first of all, you you have to treat these people as adults because they are it's adults. Men, yes, men. Yeah, that's number one. Number number two, you yourself as a head coach can't be out in public making yourself look like a complete moron. Um, you know, which is what happened when he was at the bar. Um, you as a coach need to take um, stock of your team and the players that are on it and listen to to your team it, it seems to me that the players have had conversations with him like i'm just thinking of, of this whole james robinson situation and, and james getting benched and not being able to play and lawrence having to put a public comment out th- out there to say lawrence you know or robinson needs to play i'm pretty sure those conversations have happened uh you know with behind closed doors and and you know Meyer decided not to play him un, un, until Lawrence made those public comments so he's not taking like any feedback either uh, from any of the other players it just seems like a very toxic situation um, and you know Urban needs to go at this point that's that's my opinion it's crazy yeah I agree with you 100% Urban Meyer needs to be fired if not after this allegation which you know i'm sure more stuff is going to come out if not now when right what else does he need to do to get fired it's it's just crazy yeah that's just crazy situation the other news that we have uh it looks like the cardinals are going to be without deandre hopkins for the rest of the season uh and i think this is going to hurt them because they they want the number one uh playoff spot right yeah, they're they're battling like you know I mentioned. It's gonna be really really tight. They are in position. I think they're third right now, but they're in position where they can fight for that first number one seed. Um, but this makes it extremely tough with their remaining schedule. So it's good that it's it's obviously not good that that Hopkins is hurt, but it's good that they're gonna have him back potentially um, for the playoffs um, if he chooses to like not have surgery you know he might be back in time for the for the playoffs so if he's back in time and he's uh relatively healthy uh come playoffs then they, you know they're not too bad at you know shape they're, they're still a lock you know for the playoffs it's just a matter of having the team as healthy as as possible when the when, when they get there yeah because right now they're in third place so they would host uh, uh they would have a home game uh but they have the same record as the uh, buccaneers and the packers there but i mean if you look at the percentages the buccaneers based on their strength of schedule percentage they're only up by like 17 percent point zero one seven so it's it's a tight call i mean this losing hopkins the rest of the season could potentially make them lose a couple of games i don't know i don't know after that monday night game i don't trust them as hard as i used to yeah that i mean they didn't play that bad this monday night they ran up a re- against a really really good team but you know it's not like they play like a shitty team um but and you know murray made a couple mistakes uh which i'm sure he would love to have back i thought it was a pretty good good game and a, and a decent showing from them and i think they show that they can compete that's that's the extent um or that that was that's my perspective of how how uh monday's game game went but you know just talking about the cardinals and what they have left and whether or not they can still get there they got the lions 
uh, which should be a win regardless. Should be a win, yeah. But Colts, Cowboys, and Seahawks, that's how they finish up the season, and those are not going to be cakewalks. So um, if we're, best case scenario, they go 2-2. Two and two. Mm-hmm. So 12-5, and five, I don't think that's enough. I, I don't get. think it will either. Yeah, they need to... They need to go three and one or four and zero oh just to get that number one spot. Yeah, and I think the you know, and I don't know if you want to dive into it now, but I think some of the other teams that you know, like the Packers and, and Bucks, have a really good chance of going four and zero oh down the stretch. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. Uh, the other news, and I will end it there, is the what's going on with Snyder and the Washington Football Team. Why did Goodell have to come out and say he didn't impede the investigation at all? Yeah, so there was a story. I forgot which uh, news um, outlet outlet ran it, but basically there was a reports that Snyder hired lawyers to um, prevent information from coming out and hindering the investigation. Basically, um, obviously, uh, the NFL is denying that at this point. Goodell's de- denying it, but this, you know, this. This is the reason why people don't necessarily uh, trust the NFL. They're, they don't believe that um, the NFL is sharing all the information they have. Um, they want to see more. This is why Congress is even trying to get involved to make sure you know all the information is, is available to see exactly what happened. So you get the sense that, which and this is this is where it gets strange, right? You you get the sense that Goodell's protecting Daniel Dan, Snyder here. It's not about the sense. Uh, Roger Goodell works for Dan Snyder, so it's like you coming out. Let's say that I work for Walmart, mm-hmm. and then you asking me, "Hey, do you think the Walmart pays well?" And I'm like, "Of course, they pay awesome." Yeah, but what I'm saying, I guess, is like if if so if so if he's gonna protect. Dan Snyder, like how how is it that he th- threw John Gruden so far under the bus so quickly? That's um, why, because John Gruden doesn't pay for his checks. Mm. Dan Snyder does. So it was, you know, this whole thing goes back to what I'm saying. It's like, this is just like theater. This is just like, hey, there's nothing to see here, folks. Move along. There's yeah. nothing to see here. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that Roger Goodell is coming out and publicly saying no. Dan Snyder had nothing to do with the investigation. I call BS on that. Yeah, it, it's just crazy. I think what's um, going to end up happening, though, and it may take a while. It's not going to happen right away. But I think Congress is actually going to put a lot of pressure uh, on the NFL to release everything um, just so it can be investigated, you know, fairly uh, externally. And, and at some point, you know, Snyder's been under a lot of pressure, you know, and he's been reluctant to to make changes within the organization uh, from the team name, you know, to personnel changes with, with some of the allegations that were out there. Um, at some point, I think this all comes out. Uh, I just think it, you know, it's going to it's going to take a little bit um, and more pressure for that to happen. Well, the thing also is that. That stadium where the where the Washington football team plays, it is a wreck. It is uh, it it should be torn down, but I know that the owners want the city or Washington D.C. to pay for it, buck up for the money. Well, you know what? You're not they're not gonna do that if you're hiding behind your lawyers when there's obvious like 
civil rights violation we don't know what those rights are what those violations are but you're not gonna get public funds to get a whole new stadium built mm -hmm. if you're gonna uh you know uh, jive all these questions duck all these questions about hey did you impede the investigation yes or no uh, i think it's just a lot more this is just like you know peeling back the onion uh, i think i think those reporters those journalists are doing a good job bringing this stuff even if it's just allegations like hey tell us the truth yeah you know we you always say be more transparent uh, what can be more transparent than this just show us the emails yeah so and just so the allegation and then according to it's uh, i guess it's the washington post that reported this but um what snyder did is is they hired uh, an attorney basically to prevent um uh, an attorney from interviewing the woman that was uh making the accusations that's number one so you know they he he hired someone to kind of try to prevent those interviews from from taking place um I think he also approached her uh, and offered her an additional like settlement. You know whether or not she took it, I, I don't know. But you know he was making those efforts to, to cover th everything up. And they also reported that you know people were sent to players' homes, even to kind of keep the, keep things quiet, um, which can be looked at as like intimidation too. Yeah, it's which is it's just it's the level of creepiness. <laughs> In this situation here, the level that it, they, if this is true, that Dan Snyder went to cover this stuff up is beyond creepy. Um, and if this stuff is true, he, he should not be an owner of an NFL team. Yeah, it, it's it's like a movie. It's like, who are the good guys? Who are the bad guys? Is You know, the plot thickens. Oh, the owners are in it. Oh, Roger Goodell's in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is more to come. I'm sure. I'm sure there's more to come. Uh, so he, those are the top news for 12-15-2021. All right, Ron. Let's let's review real quick our teams. Let's start with uh, the Tampa Bay because they played uh, a Bills team that was looking for redemption and. We actually, we were pretty close on our predictions. We, I mean, we both knew that Tampa Bay was going to win it. You had them 27-25 Tampa winning, and I had them 35-31 Tampa winning. So why did the game come become so close? Yeah, it's, this was a, it's a cra crazy game. Um, and we predicted it to be a close game, but... It was just a game of two halves where the uh, the Bucks just went out and dominated the first half. I think they were leading twenty four to three, uh, and then the Bills outscored the Bucks twenty four to three in the second half. So, um, how that happened? I think you know offensively for the Bucks, they did what they you know they they came up with a good game plan. So they ran the ball a lot. Brady made some throws, and they do what they do. Um, the second half, I think. Well, the first half, the Bills. For whatever reason, um, they couldn't get anything going. They opted not to run the ball at all, which doesn't surprise me. Uh, they had zero runs by the by any running backs. I think the second half they came out and said, "Okay, this is this is going to be the Josh Allen show," and they kind of just leaned um, on on him to 
do everything. So Josh finished with uh, what 12 carries for one, 109 yards rushing, and then he threw for 308 yards, two touchdowns, and, and one pick. So, you know, I think the Bills, I, I think they changed their game plan a little bit in the second half and just, you know, uh, Josh made some pretty good tr- throws uh, as well to get him in position. Uh, and then for the Bucks offensively in the second half, I think they went away from the run a little bit. Um, I think Fournette only had like maybe six or seven carries that second half uh, prior to overtime. And, um, you know, that's that's how the game got, got close at the end. That's how it got tied at the end. I, I full disclosure, I just I didn't see this game because I went to SeaWorld, but I saw highlights and why would i mean the bucks were blitzing non-stop uh-huh. um and it seemed like buffalo just couldn't handle it uh because josh allen got hit a lot but then they made the adjustment in the second half where they it was like a one two three get rid of it one two three get rid of it but the bucks didn't adjust they kept blitzing yeah they kept blitzing and josh got rid of the ball or he he were, was he able cu- to yeah he snuck he yeah, could he, be sneaking it and and we talked I think when yeah, I forgot when the Bills played the pass and I don't know if that was last week or what but that was the game plan I was expecting them to come out with when they faced the Pats I expected Josh to have you know eight to ten carries against the Bills especially or against the uh, Pats especially in that in that weather they didn't do that uh, then but they figured it out and you know it took them a whole half to figure it out here against the Bucks. Um, and you know josh took over the game um that's why i think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league and uh they couldn't the bucks couldn't stop him when josh said okay i'm, I'm gonna run the ball they couldn't stop him at, at all um it was just incredible to to watch well they couldn't stop him because they didn't adjust i mean he was basically he was he was in the secondary on every play that he felt like running because Tampa Bay kept blitzing and he was like well if you're gonna blitz here I'm just gonna run right past your D-line right past your linebackers and he ran for 109 yards I think that if the Bills would have had that game plan from the beginning you know from the first quarter they would have won this game but yeah I I can't I can't say they wouldn't and, and these are my two teams right to be in the Super Bowl um and, and again, I think the Bills this year haven't necessarily can't come out with the right game plans. Um, you know, I, so I think there's some things the Bills need to fix uh, down the stretch. But uh, the Bills are still a very good team. And I do agree if, you know, this game would have been potentially a much had a much different ending had they come out with a better game plan at the beginning of the game. Um you know, I think J- Josh had everything going. Um, he was th- not just hitting digs, but Beasley had nine catches. Knox had seven catches. So he was spreading the ball around, too. Uh, he just had a, a really good game. And I think, you know, the Bills are, are a good team. And and, and they can, they, to me, they can still come out of the AFC. Um, they just got to turn some things around. Yeah, I mean they're they're right now they're the seventh seed, so they would have to play a road game, and right now it's looking like it could be against Tennessee in a road, or it can be against Kansas City on the road. So I, the Bills need a 
they need to move up in the playoff seed. They need some wins, basically, is what I'm trying to say. The Buccaneers are 10-3 and and a pretty good schedule. Would you say so, too? Yeah, so they got the, uh, let's see, they got the Saints this week. They got the Panthers, the Jets, and then the Panthers again. So you are potentially talking about four straight wins right there. Um, so they can be 14-3. and three. Mm-hmm. Um, I had them at the beginning of the year going 15-2. and two. So they can potentially... I mean, it's 14-3. and three. You think that that would be a number one, or do you think that Green Bay might tie them up? So... Because they're number two right now in the, in the conference. Yeah, and I have Green Bay's schedule, and, and Green Bay had a cakewalk, too, when I had looked at it. So I think they're in pretty good position to go... Um, 4-0 down the stretch. They start off uh, this week with the Ravens. Then they got the Browns, whose entire team right now is on the COVID. That's a Christmas Day game. Uh, then they finish off with the Vikings, which may be t- a tough game for them, and, th- and then the Lions. So, at you know, to me, at worst, they're going to go 3-1. and um, But, again, potentially they can go 4-0. Yeah, I think that's going to be – they're going to fight off between – for the one seed I think it's going to be between the Packers and the Buccaneers um, now the Buccaneers they go against the Saints next week uh, I quickly did my prediction for that game and I see them blowing out the Saints 40-17 to 17. what's your prediction for next week so it's 11 point spread bucks are favored by 11 i think the over under was 46 and a half i might be wrong about that but um i think the saints will actually cover and um and and maybe i'm maybe the bucks do have things turned around at this point but the saints defense is pretty good uh so i have the bucks 28 and the saints 20. so you actually think the saints can score 20 20 points I think so. Um, I think the way the Saints played last week, I think they started to figure things out a little bit with Taysom Hill. They might be able to do a few things against the Bucks. You know, I still think this is going to be a relatively um, easy game for the Bucks. I think the the game will get out of hand, uh, and then some of the closing points for the for the Saints will just be garbage points at the end. Yeah, I mean, I've, this should be a victory. However. Uh this is like uh, this is a practice for Tom Brady to see who he can trust. He knows he can trust Godwin. He knows he can trust Evans. Can he trust Perryman? Who knows if Perryman gets a catch this next game? Because we don't. You don't. What is your prediction on AB? I, I don't think they need AB. I don't think he plays for the rest of the season. I don't know if Perryman makes a huge impact the rest of the season either i know he caught the game winning touchdown that was his only catch the whole game the bucks has they have too many weapons i, I don't know if paramount paramount's basically in a rotation for like third fourth or fifth re- receiver um between uh ty johnson uh Jaleon, darden um and now you know and now this guy i, I just think there's just too many options and i don't know if necess- if, if paramount necessarily is going to make that big of an impact either 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why AB is still on this team. It looks like Bruce Arian wants, wants him off the team. Uh, you think so? Oh yes. The I, only reason why he's on the team is because of Tom Brady. See, I, I don't, I don't think so at all. I think Tom wants him there, yes. Um, but I think Bruce wants him there too. I think Bruce really wants him there. Um, but I, you know, I think Bruce is thinking from a coach standpoint, coaching standpoint. You know, you don't want to get into the playoffs and then all of a sudden, like, Mike Evans gets hurt or somebody else gets hurt and not have, like, someone that you can trust, right? So it's for him, it's like, I'd rather have AB than not. Uh, Having said that, knowing AB, you know, lied uh, with this fake vaccine card and knowing all the other stuff that's going on off the field with AB, that, you know, he's probably trying to figure out in his head which direction to go. Is Is it worth it right is the juice worth the squeeze as they say uh is it worth to keep the headache around uh, but i think personally it is uh i'd rather have ab on the team even if you don't play him you know the rest of the way uh i'd rather have him be on the roster and you know have that option come playoff time uh than to not have him and and it's not to say i don't trust like the third fourth fifth receivers i think those guys are good um but you know that's just my opinion yeah we'll see because he does is he suspended for the rest of the season or just three games i don't even know yeah i don't know if he he might be coming back for game 17 i'm not sure but i think that they already made a decision on it and the fact that he's not even in the locker room he's not even practice he's just not on the team he's suspended from all that other stuff and I think if they go 4-0 or if they go 3-1 and one and they get the number one seed, why even have them back? It's, you know, it's like you said, they have, they have enough weapons. Why even bother? Because players, just like with Hopkins, you know, players go down every week. And forget injuries, right? Well, Heck. this is not injury, though. This is self, self, uh, self-inflicted pain, self-inflicted no. Uh, you know, vaccination lines. Yeah, but I'm saying you keep him because you don't know what's going to happen and what injuries you might have uh, the last four weeks. And forget, it's not just about injuries. They can have a COVID outbreak. And then, you know, Evans be unavailable. Godwin be unavailable. Um, and then, you you know, then you're working with second, second-tier guys from there. Um, so anything can happen, right? So, and I think Bruce Arian's smart enough to realize that. All he needs to do is look around the rest of the league and see what's going on with COVID now. Um, I think that that's probably weighing on him as well. Um, so I think, you know, most people would think, okay, AV's had his chances to get rid of him. But I think Bruce's job is just to strictly think about winning. And that's what he's he's trying to figure out right now. What is it going to take? Well, I, I completely disagree. I think AB is definitely not pulling his weight when it comes to the team because this is a team right and i don't think he's thinking team i think he's thinking i i do this i did that i did this and bruce arian was with the pittsburgh steelers way back in the day when they drafted ab and back then he should have known what he was getting with ab so there you go uh the other team that I don't even think that they're in contention anymore. Is your Pittsburgh Steelers? 
I originally said that they would go nine and eight. You said that they would go eleven and seven and win the division, which I think they can still win the division, right? They're technically not out out right now. They're what in the they're- eighth place where, where they are now. They're in the eleventh place. Sorry, so they're six six and one. Four and four in the conference, two and two in the division. So what needs to happen for them to make the playoffs? So it's crazy because the way they've played, you you, you would think they're out of it. But we just talked about injuries and COVID and all that stuff. So Browns are going to throw a team out with like missing 18 people or 15 people or whatever it is. So I expect the Browns to lose this week. Um, especially if Mayfield doesn't play. The Ravens, um, regardless of who plays, they got Green Bay this week. So if they go out and lose, they're 8-6. and six. The Browns will be 7-7. Seven and seven. And the Steelers, you know, if they can figure out how to beat the Titans this week, next, you know, they're all of a sudden 7-6-1. Seven, and one. So, so they they would they would be what in, still in third place or they would be in second place? They, no, they're not going to get all the way to second. I don't think because the Ravens will still be ahead of them. Um, they can jump the Browns, but the Bengals are also ahead of them. So the Bengals are seven and six, and they would need to lose, right? And the Bengals have the Broncos this week. So, but they can still leapfrog to they can get to third place this week. And then if the Bengals lose, then they can get all the way up to, to second place. But, but, you know, whether or not... I would start with one game. They need, exactly. to, they need to win one game at the a time. Titans. They can't focus on what's what yeah. the other teams are doing. Yeah. They got to look at the Titans. Um, and Vegas has the Titans favored by one and a half. Yeah. So it's not like there's a lot of confidence going into the Titans. Uh, but the last two weeks the Steelers have burned me because <laughs> I chose them I chose them last week mm-hmm. as my upset special and they just crapped the whole first half that was terrible uh, against Minnesota so this week I'm actually picking them to lose I don't think that they're gonna beat Tynes I have them Tynes beating them 17 to 14 what say you well, before I go, let me just talk about last week real quick because there's a lot to that I want to get off my chest about last unpa- week. There's a <laughs> lot to unpack there. So let's start off with our defense. And I know we had some injuries, um, but giving up 205 yards to Dalvin Cook um, and on, you know falling, da- falling behind 23 to nothing um, is unacceptable. Um the Chase Claypool stuff, like the way he played the whole game, uh, the mental mistakes he made. But um, he said it wasn't his fault. He said at the end. it wasn't well, his that, fault. That was the end. But it started off at the very beginning. It was like the second, you know, first or second drive. Oh, um, when he got flagged. When he got flagged in front of the ref, you're you're shoving another player in the face right in front of the, in the ref, you know, the ref, uh, and you get flagged for that. You come back in after that, after after you got chewed out by Tomlin, you proceed to basically almost have a fumble. You know, luckily your knee was down, um, and so they were able to retain the ball. But then to finish up that way, when you are back in a position to have a chance to tie the game, uh, the clock's running out, and 
you're over there celebrating um, your first down reception instead of like handing the ball off to the official. That is inexcusable. And I was talking to my neighbor about this, a huge Steelers fan. Um, the Steelers have had a history of like the, you know, having these type of receivers. And we're talking, you know, trying to figure out like who ultimately owns this, right? So it is Tomless, Tomlin's uh, responsibility to create a culture uh, within the organization um, that, you know, their players view winning uh, as everything. Um, you don't see this, for example, on the Patriots, right? You would never see any of this. But, you know, we talked about how, like, these young players, just like real life, you know, not just the NFL, everyone is just so engaged in social media and everything else. Everything is about me, 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 look at me, uh, and instead of, like, the team. And I don't think, personally, that that responsibility can fall on one person. I think Tomlin has to lead the way, yes, but you need uh, you need leadership amongst your players, too. Like, if I think back to the Steelers of, like, the late 90s, early 2000, if that was to happen, um, James Harrison would have, like, grabbed Claypool and choked him out on the sideline or something. Uh, Heinz Ward, forget James Harris. Heinz Ward would have smacked the crap out of him. Um, that stuff doesn't happen with veteran leadership on your team. Um, and we, it's not that we don't have veterans. We have very few. We are a young team, right? We have very young players. But Big Ben needs to step up. He needs to be more vocal. That's never been him. He needs to be more vocal. Um, you know, some of the guys on defense, too, um, you know, Minka, I, I know he's only been with the team two years now. He needs to be more vocal. They need to have some veteran uh, leadership come from their players and not put all the pressure on Tomlin to babysit uh, and train these young guys how to be men. Because uh, that's what it comes down to. These are young guys who are 20, 21, 22 years old. You got to teach them how to be men. And, and that needs to come from your players as well. So I'm very disappointed with what's going on, what I see going on, uh, not just from Claypool, but just like the... Just Basically the entire team. The entire team, because they, they just uh, just giving up 200 yards, like I said at the beginning, that would never happen. I mean, I was remember I texted you that they were in contention to get a goose egg, because mm -hmm. they, they, it was 23 to 0 in the first half i mean they didn't score anything they, they don't play with any pride offensively or defensively um i think big ben's doing the best that he can and is you know statistically we talked about this too about his numbers and how they're you know relatively close to a lot of the other quarterbacks in the afc um he's just playing on a team with a bad offensive line extremely young immature receivers um and he's trying to like push them as much as he can but at the same time, he's not very vocal. So, you know, we need someone yelling at the players. We need, I need to see an argument on the sideline. You know, Big Ben, when Claypool did that, the first thing, he should have been in his face, chewing him out. Brady would have never, imagine if, what, you've seen what Brady does right, to his receivers when they drop the ball, much less showboat like that. Um, that would never happen. Yes, and I believe you told me while we were watching the Bills Patriots game, why did Stevenson bench 
after he fumbled the ball. Well, that's how we do things in New England. You F up a game, you get benched. Claypool, he definitely caused, I won't say caused the game, but there was two extra plays that the Steelers could have ran. And why? Yeah, but this this wasn't fumbling in the ball, right? This is making a mental mistake, like putting Which yourself... Which is even worse. Putting yourself ahead of the te- the rest of the team. Um, you know, that that would never... Like, even when, you know, Brady was on the Patriots and Randy Moss went there and all, you know, you had all these people saying, oh, this is going to work out. Randy Moss never acted out. And it wasn't just because of Belichick. Brady wouldn't have accepted it either. Um, you know, so... I just think the Steelers, like, they need to f- bring in some veterans next year uh, and, and regain, reestablish that culture that they used to used to have. And if people don't buy in, get rid of them. That's, you know, that's what it comes down to. Get, get rid of them. Well, from everything I hear, you might get a chance to bring in the veteran because I guess Aaron is, might not be coming back to be a Packers. Russell Wilson might not come back to be a Seahawk. So I think you might be you might get your witch after all because Yeah, but that's just one play. I'm talking about across well, the board. AA uh, AA run on your team is going to make a big difference. And I think that if Claypool does this with AA run on the team, automatic get your butt chewed out. Mm-hmm. Automatic get your butt chewed out. And I think that I don't know, maybe Russell Wilson will do the same, but I know A.A. Ron will take you up. He doesn't care. You know he's a big diva, and if he sees you mess up on the field, he's going to call you out. Yeah. I, I think, big, like you said, Big Ben maybe doesn't have that in his DNA, but you know what A.A. Ron does, and he will chew out. Because Claypool, what, he was your top receiver in that game. He still was, you know, flag for that 15 yards, almost fumbled. <laughs> Had that whole first down act in front of the t- camera. Mm-hmm. So he has so much talent. He just got to get his mental right. Yeah, he's got to be. They, I mean, they got to go in with a better attitude to start with. Uh, winning is the only thing um, that they should be focused on. Nothing else. Um, doesn't matter what, matter what your personal matchup against the cornerback is or how many catches you have, whether or not you score a touchdown. None of that matters. Winning, that's the only thing. That's what they need to focus on. That's what they need to get back to. But that, that's all I got to say about last week's game and the Steelers. On to this week in Tennessee. The spread, like you said, is one and a half. Titans are favored over under a 41 and a half as of today. You said before, you know, when we started, you trusted the Steelers and they let you down. Let it be down against the Vikings. Yeah, I, I fell for them too. I. I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm going with the Titans this week, and I'm going to go 22-20. to 20. Yeah, and uh, you know what? If the Pittsburgh Steelers win, good for them. But mm-hmm. if they lose, we know why they lost. They just don't have the culture right now. They don't have the uh, cojones, as I say. So. And I don't think it's Mike Tomlin. He's, I think he's a good coach overall. I think he's better than a good coach. He's a really good coach. But... I think that he doesn't, you know, when I compare him to Bill Belichick, who's quote-unquote the GM of the team, he picks the offense coordinator. He picks the defense coordinator. Basically, he has, you know, total autonomy over that team. 
I think I think Mike Tomlin needs to have some autonomy, but you know, not just coaching the players, but he needs to pick his own people. Like, what offensive coordinator he likes, what he doesn't like. I don't think the GM should be doing that, even though that's their job. But I think like, hey, Mike Tomlin might have something to say on these things, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, and that's fine too. But at the end of the day, you know. It, you got to bring in people that are only focused on winning and whether or not Tomlin does that or the GM does that, it doesn't matter. Uh, we all have to be on the same page. We, you know, I'm not part of the team, but they all have to be on the same, same page. Um, and they got to figure this out, uh, for next year and, and, you know, the years to come, but you know, the state, let's, let's talk real quick. Steelers rest of the season outlook. I had them at 11 wins. Remind me what you had them for the year. I had them going nine and seven. So they're six right now. Do you see them getting nine? No. I see them maybe getting two more wins going eight and uh, eight. and eight. Mm-hmm. Is that right? No, that's 16 games. So they, they could win the division at eight and nine. What do you think that no. could be possible? No, I don't think they're going to win the division. I don't think they, first of all... Because that's the only so, way they, they're going to get in if they win the division. Because if they come in second place, they're not going to get in the playoffs. I honestly don't see them even getting to nine wins. So they're six right now. They got the Titans. I just told you they're going to lose. Uh, they got the Chiefs. That should be a loss. They got the Browns. Who the hell knows? Uh, and then the Ravens. Um, and they so, beat the Ravens. Right. On, so, a bad, on a bad play, but they beat the Ravens. So if they go... Let's say they go two and two, base uh, best case scenario. That still only takes them to eight, like you said. And and I think that you know eight, if eight the, and one. If the Browns and the Ravens falter like we think they might, mm-hmm. you know, they can sneak in by winning the division. Well, they still got the Bengals to figure out. Um, the Bengals aren't losing the rest of the the games this this year, so and I don't have their schedule in front of me, but. My guess is uh, the Bengals are going to get a couple wins between here and the end of the season. So they're seven and six right now. I'm pulling up their schedule. They got the Broncos. They got the Ravens. The Broncos is not a win, automatic win for them. No, no. But they got the Ravens. Um, the Ravens again is not an automatic win. Mm-hmm. They got the Chiefs, so you know Chiefs can beat them. But then they finish up with the Browns, so. Yeah, so it's not. They don't have a cakewalk schedule either. No, I mean all these teams are gonna basically defeat each other at this point. Um, so if the let's say the Bengals go two and two, they can win the division by going nine, nine and six. Yep. Or nine nine nine, nine, nine seven. seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So two and I'm oh, sorry. Two and if they go two and two the rest of the way, they will be nine and eight. So they can win the division going to nine and eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, it would be, so the Steelers wouldn't make it because they would be a game behind. So we need, I mean, we know that the playoff seed is either win the division or no playoff at all. Well, I don't know if we know that because again, so for wild card spots, you still got the Bills at seven and six. You got the Chiefs and Chargers are both going to get, and they're nine and four and eight and five respectively. The Broncos are actually seven and six. Um, 
but we talked about the, the whole AFC North being all together. But then the AFC South, you got the Colts at seven and six. So well, that's what I mean. Like the playoff seating right now only has a, the Ravens making the playoff, and that's because they lead that division. But I, when I'm saying for a wild card, is it possible that a team under 500 can get in? Not the way, because the Bills. They have a pretty easy schedule, except for the Pats. They face the Pats. I don't know what the Colts' schedule is. They're right now, this number six seed. Uh, they're number six. I know they have the Pats coming up. The, the Pats, the Cardinals, the Raiders, and then the Jags. So, yeah. So, if they go two and two, and they're nine and six right now. They're seven and six right now. They can end up at nine and eight. Um, and nine and eight might not win the division, but it'll get, it'll you, get in. you in. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that again, the Steelers have to win the division they want to get in because I don't think that uh, second place will get you in. Yeah, they're basically gonna have to win at least three games to have a shot. Uh, maybe win out altogether um, for it to be a lock for them to get in. But I don't see that happening. I don't see them winning this week. Um, and honestly, I'm at a position now where I would rather have them focusing on next re- year rebuilding um, all the way across the board. Again, Big Ben had a has had a pretty decent season despite all the negative stuff I've said all year and things he can't do. Uh, statistically, he hasn't been that bad. Um, and I know whoever we bring in is going to still have the same struggles. They're still going to be behind a shitty-ass line unless we fix that. You know, we still have linebackers who, have, for whatever reason, can't tackle, so we got to fix that. Um, we got to find a running back behind Najee Harris. Um, there's a lot a lot to fix, so we got to be in a decent position uh, financially with free agency uh, and then with the draft um, to, to get players that can – um, you know, make the roster in and be those leaders that we talked about earlier. Yeah, there's a lot needs to happen for them to get in, basically, what we're trying to say. So, uh, the other team is actually leading the AFC East, has a, have a 7 and 1 conference record, uh, 3 and 1 in the division. I think they're sitting in a good place, even though. They're tied with the Titans and the Chiefs for a nine and four record, mm-hmm. but they win the tiebreaker because they have a better conference record. So, the next four games they got the Colts, mm-hmm. the Bills, and then they got the Jags and Miami. Is that right? Yep. So, uh, worst case scenario, they're two and two. Worst case, two and two, and I think if you go uh, what eleven and. Six, I think you you might get either the one or the two spot. What do you think? Um, see that that this is where it's going to get tough to say because Kansas City is on such a roll right now, and I know Kansas City has a tough schedule too. We talked already about some of the teams they have. Um, Kansas City is, is on such a roll right now at nine and four. Uh, the Titans, you know, I don't know what to expect from them. I know they're in 9-4 and four right now. And they're not playing too bad. And I expect them to beat the Steelers uh, this week. But 
you know, who, who knows what's going to happen with them the rest of the season. I don't think it's a gimme is what I'm trying to say, that they get the, get the one seed. I think it's going to be a battle, battle for them. It's not a gimme, but if they win this game against the Colts and then they win you know if they go three and one it it's gonna look really good on them because then you're talking about 12 and 12 and 5 in in the AFC and I think at 12 and 5 you might get it a number one seed at 12 and 5 or what if the Chiefs went out I think the Chiefs are in for a good game this Thursday against the Chargers What's the Chiefs' schedule? What's what's what do they got left? They, they have the hardest, probably out of everybody, I would think, right? So they got the Chargers, they got the Steelers, um, but then they got the Bengals. It's not going to be easy, I don't think. And then the Broncos. Um, so that's that's not an easy schedule either, you know. Um, yeah. So they have to they have to go four and zero, which would take them to thirteen and four. If they go thirteen and four, then yes, they will get a number one seed. But these aren't gimme games. No, no. You know, you're talking about the Chargers who have Herbert. Uh, we talked about the Steelers; they might win that one for sure. The Bengals, if they can get their act together, might be a victory. So, th- you know, and I think they can beat the Broncos. So, you know, they can. Best case scenario, at least in my prediction, they can go two and two. Yeah, and then you got the Titans at sitting at nine and four with the Steelers, 49ers, Dolphins, and Texans. So, worst case scenario, you're probably looking at three and one here with the Titans, maybe two and two. But yeah, if they go three and one and they tie the Patriots, Patriots get the get the seed because they're gonna have the best conference record. Mm-hmm. So they have to the Titans and the Chiefs have to go four and zero. Uh, the rest of the way to get that number one seed. The Patriots don't need to go four and zero. They just need to go three and one, and they get they, they get the tiebreaker, basically. So what what do you think happens? Let's start with this week's game because they had a bye week this past week. They got the Colts. Yeah, I saw the Colts, and I saw that the Colts are favored uh, by two and a half. Yeah, well, it was two and a half when I looked yesterday. Yeah, I don't know it says it's two and a half. So again, the Patriots are six and zero away from the team. The uh, Colts are three and four at home, so they don't have a good home record. I think this is going to be a a good barometer where the Patriots are, especially in December, middle of December. I feel I, like I've been saying that for the last like three weeks though, and they've beaten every team. <laughs> The Bills, the Titans, or whoever else, you know. Listen, I'm not. I'm with you. I think that they coming in here seven and zero. They haven't lost in November. They haven't lost in December. Uh, I say a victory for the Patriots, twenty-seven to twenty-four, and I think Indy comes up with the twenty-four points because they have one of the best running backs in the game, in Taylor, and I think that until they can stop Taylor, it's going to be the uh, Wentz, Wentz game to yeah. lose. It's going to be Wentz game to lose, I want to try to say. So I bet against the Patriots, like I said, all these weeks in a row, and I'm going to do it again here. Um, and again, again, football is a game about matchups. Um, yeah, apparently you haven't learned your lesson. I haven't. <laughs> the Colts' defense is actually pretty decent. And the, the Patriots' offense, I know they've scored some points these last few weeks. 
realistically though uh, if they go against a decent team they don't it, it's a struggle for them to get to 20 points on offense if they go against a good defensive team so um i think this week is going to be a struggle for them offensively uh and i think the colts are going to do just enough uh to to pull it out so i have the colts winning 24 to 19 once again you're doubting matt jones capabilities you know what it is it's not a lot of teams score more than 20 points. Do you look at... Because the Patriots have the number one defense. They, You know what the average is? Less than 20 points. And you're giving the Colts 24? So statistics can, <laughs> can tell you the truth and they can also lie to you. Having the number one defense is great and also can mean absolutely nothing. And in this case, I think... It's a little bit of both. Their defense is good. What they've done against these teams like the Bills held them to 10. Titans held them to 13. Falcons shut them out. <laughs> you're reading a lot of uh, things that are going against what you're saying right now. That What I'm saying, that's good. But I go back to the beginning of the season. I know we're a long way away from there. <laughs> what? They gave up 24 to the Chargers, right? They gave up... Uh, this is not Herbert we're playing here. Who... who didn't you? So you guys played. Um, where's yeah. the Dallas game? Yeah. Thirty-five to Dallas. Okay. Um, <laughs> NFC. <laughs> wow, uh, you got to go way back, huh? September games, huh? That's October seventeenth. <laughs> thank you. October seventeenth. They gave up thirty-five to the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> it's not that the Patriots' defense isn't good. They are good. They're really good. What I'm good. saying is statistics really can lie. The Colts can score some points. Let's see what happens this week. No, I, th I, I think that they can score points because I gave them 24 points. Mm -hmm. But I think those are going to be garbage points. And, you know, I think that those points are going to come when the game is either out of hand or the Pages are playing prevent defense. I don't know. So so then where, where, we where we disagree then is like what can the Patriots offense do? Because we both have 24 points for the Colts. You have 27 for the Patriots offense. I have 19. I think this is where we disagree then because I, I, I think the, the Patriots offense is playing better. Um, but I think part of that is because they've been going against defenses uh, that have not been good. Um, the Bills are one of the r worst rush defense in the league. The Steelers, well, we know what the Steelers are. Uh, the Titans, you know, the defense is not that great. So, I mean, that you know, what the Pats are doing offensively, you know, I, I don't know if they can get to 30 points or, tw you know, 25 points or whatever it is easily anymore. I think it's more of like, hey, let's get to like 20, 21, 22 and see if we can play just enough defense to, to get past these teams. Well, I'm going to sit here next week and look at the final score and be like, Ron, yeah, explain, I might be wrong. Explain yourself. Heck, I've been wrong for like the last like three, <laughs> four weeks. Explain yourself because yeah. I give you figures and you had to go back all the way to October, which back then I think they were two and two, uh, two and three maybe. So uh, it's not happening. I mean, even 24 points, I had to like look back and be like, are they really going to give up 24 points? I think that they are, but it's going to be garbage points. Um... Who and 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 we talked about the playoff seating. Mm -hmm. After this win, 
they have the Bills next, which might not be for their division anymore because by that time they're gonna the Bills are gonna be uh, looking up at them. Mm-hmm. Even if they beat them, they're still gonna be looking up at them. And then you if you finish with the Jaguars, which is automatic. We know that's it. We know where the Jaguars are heading. And then Miami, which they're actually playing pretty good. Yeah, I think I think they're up to like uh, 500, right? Um, I think they are. Uh, let's see. The Dolphins are at six and seven right now, so they're almost there. But they're playing a lot better, to your point. Yeah. So I think that if they, if uh, the Patriots' worst case scenario, if they go two and two the rest of the way, uh, that would be eleven and six. Mm-hmm. I think they win out the conference on a better record uh, but it's gonna be tight now the best case scenario is that they go three and one actually best case scenario will be four and all but i'm just saying three and one because i think that they're gonna lose against the bills or miami personally it's what i think yeah i so i i'm sticking with my 11 wins for the ci season I think they're going to lose these next two, Colts and Bills, and then they're going to win the last two to finish up at 11, uh, 11 and uh, what is it, 11 and six at that point. So, um, and you know, they get them into the playoffs. It doesn't get them the number one seed potentially because I think Kansas City still has that best best chance to get there. Um, but uh, you know, I think they're in good position regardless. Yeah, I mean they're. Even if they don't get a number one seed, they're gonna host right. They're gonna host their first game. So, so what's your upset special? I'm gonna go with Houston over the Jacksonville Jaguars because Jacksonville—they're just a mess. They might be without a head coach during this game, and I think they were favored at home by three and a half. I know Houston is a horrendous team, but. I think that they're gonna win seventeen to seven. Uh, that is my upset special for week fifteen. Uh, what say you? Wow. So I have not had a chance to really look at this. So I'm looking at it now, and I'm scrolling through some of these games. Um, there's some pretty big spreads here, um, and I'm not gonna touch anything that's too crazy. Um, so you can, you know, for sure eliminate like some of these games, like the Saints, Buccaneers, uh, I'm not going to take the Falcons, uh, over the 49ers. Uh, that's a big spread though. Nine points is a lot. Um, I'm not going to take the Panthers at Bills. That's nine and a half. The Cardinals for playing the Lions, that's not even a close game. So, I mean, just skimming through this, the one I saw. I mean, I thought for sure you would pick Kansas City over uh, Chargers because I think think that's a two and a half, though. Yeah, so it has to be three points or more. Right. Um, The only only one – the only so there's two that I'm looking at that I would say okay maybe but Dalvin Cook scared me 
So the Vikings have bears. Bears are uh, Vikings are favored by four. Um, can the Bears pull that game out? Maybe. Uh, but the other one I was looking at that I probably will end up going with is uh, where is it? I'm gonna go with this. Um, Actually, the Chiefs Chargers game just went up three points. So that, you know, well, the Chiefs are, are favored by three, but wow. So I might change that now. Now that it's gone up three points, well, I might change it because I think short week, Chargers are coming up a big win. <sighs> wow. What spread? You, I, I, there's one staring me at the face right here, Matt. Which one? The Raiders, Browns. But it's only it's only one and a half. Okay. All right. So this this one I'm looking at, this must be before the news broke because it was six at one point. So we can throw that one out. Man, this this week is uh, a little bit a little bit tough. You I know what? I think I am. I think I am gonna change. I think the Chargers can beat the Chiefs. Uh, three points right now. Wednesday, over and under is fifty two. So I'm going to give the Chargers a uh, 35-27 to 27 victory over there, Kansas City. Because I, I think I'm going to be hopeful that they win this game. And I think that Kansas City drops. This one is on the road. Even though that stadium, SoFi Stadium, is it's going to be 50% Chief fans, so... But I think I, I trust in Herbert, and if they want they want to play in the playoffs, they have to beat the elite teams. What's the spread you have for the uh, Eagles game that you're seeing? Uh, the spread that I'm seeing for the Eagles game is uh, seven points to the Eagles. Eagles getting seven? Yeah, Eagles getting seven. I'm sorry, Eagles minus seven. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they they're getting a lot of points, but uh, maybe maybe they just don't trust Washington anymore. Well, they just benched their quarterback last game. I think they played such a shitty game. So, man. Yeah, this... I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with the Chargers. Yeah, you're gonna have to. You, yeah. you think the Chargers can beat the Chiefs? I think so. I mean, I think the Chargers are a pretty decent team, uh, and I think I'm still not 100% sold on the Chiefs. I know their defense. I'm sold on. I'm not sold 100% on the Chiefs' offense just yet. Yeah, I don't think they have it yet on offense. Maybe they fix some problems on the uh, defense, but mm-hmm. they're just not scoring like they used to. So, what do you think? The over under is 52. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to go over. Um, I think it's going to be like 33 to 31, basically, with the Chargers winning. All right, good deal. So we both like the Chargers to upset the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I think this, well, it, you know, it is a Thursday game, so it's like, 
we're throwing caution to the wind because Thursday games are not, you know, normally not played. I feel like there's a lot of penalties on Thursday games and I also feel like the the team doesn't get going. Basically, it's like a, the Steelers-Vikings game. Mm-hmm. It's just like one team is up for it and the other team isn't. Mm-hmm. Let's just hopefully the Chargers are up to the challenge. Any anything else that you want to review? Any uh, untold stories that you want to share? Uh no, it's been a you know pretty busy week. Um, we're getting ready for Christmas next week, so things have been getting pretty busy. I'm excited though, football wise, that we. Uh, we got a football game on not just Thursday but Saturday. Now we have was it how many games do we have Saturday? Just two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know New England plays the A15, and uh, the other game is a Raiders against Cleveland. Mm. So you know the 4:30 well, game. I think you. I think it should be interesting because who is Cleveland putting out there? We don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mayfield has to pass. I think two more two tests basically. In order to play, so who the who the hell knows what Cleveland's gonna put out put out there? But then again, you know what what's Oakland doing? So, well, I'll say this much: when Indy's coach Frank Wright, when he was the coach of uh, the Buffalo Bills, Bill Belichick st- still owned him. So I know he's gonna be looking at that film when he was the Bills coach, and I know that he's gonna be looking at the Indy film. So. This should be a good game, a good parameter, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, also, I'm going to be making some uh, queso that day. I'm going to be smoking some queso. I'm also going to be smoking some pulled pork. I'm basically going to have a Saturday night special. Nice. So you got chorizo on the queso, and then you have the pulled pork sandwich. So well, I'm going to invite myself over then. Yes, come. Uh, I think I'm going to have the girls are going to see their grandmother. So maybe they come out later on or maybe who knows. Uh, I just know that uh, I'm going to be cooking all day. Nice. So, yes, let there be and hopefully the Patriots win. So if they win and they start this, you know, four game, four games to go with a victory, it's going to be looking more and more like Mac Jones. Well, Mac Jones is getting Rookie of the Year no matter what, right? It's pretty much... Yeah. He's going to get it. But now, when we talked about this, we texted about this, who's getting the Coach of the Year now? Yeah, I, you know, still four games to, to go. I honestly would still give it to the Cardinals coach because, I mean, not that we expected the... I expected the Patriots to have 11 wins, but most people didn't. Um, but the Cardinals, I didn't see having this good of a season. I thought they'd be on the outside looking in, and Kingsbury would be fired uh, at the end of the season. So, me personally, I would I would have to give it to him at this at this point if they get into the playoffs. Um, well, I don't. I think that I think they have to do more than just get in the playoffs because if they lost Monday night against the Rams, and if they lose any of these games. And for some reason, the Rams get that division from the Cardinals. Kingsbury's not getting coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, and I say, I, I still think Bill Belichick is your candidate for Coach of the Year. Oh, I think he's definitely one of the candidates for sure. I don't I, know. If he, maybe the maybe the Green Bay coach might be in the mix. I haven't looked at the uh, uh, the money line on that, but I mean, if he, they get the number one seed over Tampa Bay, you can say that uh, Lafleur was could get coach of the year. When is that hitting? Is that hitting it up after the playoffs? No, it's, I think after the regular season. Okay, so before the playoffs, basically. Yeah. So playoffs doesn't doesn't make a difference as long as you get there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's it's too hard to tell there's it's been a lot of good coaching uh jobs that have have taken place this year um you know we taught we i think most of the time we focus on how shitty the coaches are um but you got to give like the the guys who are leading their teams to uh to good records um you got to give them credit there's only a couple of them i would say LaFleur and Kingsbury just because they're in the top of the league, but you know, it's LaFleur, Belichick, and uh, Kingsbury. But who else would you say? I still, th- I mean, I still think the Bengals coach needs no, to be the no. Unless, know, no, no, he's I, not I getting it. No. But honestly, like, how many wins did you see them having at the beginning of the year? I, I don't know. I don't know because I. We didn't think that they were going to make the leap, but then you can say that against with the Chargers, too. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think Zach Thomas gets it. I think that they're hot and cold. They beat the, the Jets beat them, but then they win. But then the Niners beat them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just that's too hot and cold for me. I don't. I wouldn't. I know. I'm, not, I'm talking like I'm voting, but <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, he's not getting it. Um, yeah, they're really just talking about those three because, and and I only say Belichick because he's doing this with the rookie. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyler Murray, he's top tier, right? And Aaron, you know he's going to be up there anyways. His team is going to be good anyway. So, yeah, I think... Uh, so, so why are... I mean, why is Bruce Arians not in that conversation? Because he has a GOAT, honestly. <laughs> why <laughs> would he already mean? won the Super Bowl, so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. He has a GOAT. <laughs> I, he's definitely... Because, you know... I mean, Tom Brady's going to get the MVP, right? He's basically a lock. I don't think say? it's a lock for the MVP. Who who would you say? I mean, like, so... <laughs> that's a, There's no other one. Cause you, you had people talking about the Dallas linebacker getting the MVP. No, he I, might get a, play, a defensive player of the he year. He doesn't even deserve that. Let me just say that. He doesn't even deserve well, this defensive player of the I year. I think he, we're going I a guess crazy. People are basically, you know rooting for him to get it right which you know rooting and actually being a candidate is two different things Mm -hmm. but i mean who else you don't you know a A ron basically lied to the press the people that vote Mm -hmm. so he's not getting it if he if he gets it then you know the journalist journalism as a whole isn't it's a scam Mm -hmm. so it's tom brady it's tom brady to lose yeah, there, there's some. Uh, there are some non-quarterbacks that have had great season too. Uh, so, Jonathan Taylor, I think, is in the mix. Um, I would think uh, Cooper Cup would be somewhere in the mix too. Looks like he's around six in terms of these odds. Um, Cooper Cup's having a great year. 
but you know, Tom. When, when was the last time a receiver got MVP? Yeah, never. That's why, never happens. Moss didn't get it. No, Moss didn't get it. Right? No, I'm telling you. Look at the uh, MVP. It, the last time, I don't. I don't know, even know if Jerry Rice uh, ever got it. Let me uh, just do a quick search on the MVP because I know that the last player to get it that was a non-quarterback. I think it was uh, uh, Adrian Peterson. Right? Yeah. We looked into that. Yeah, part. AP in 2012. Yeah, it's just very rare, almost rare, that it's not given to a quarterback. And then LT back in 06 prior to that. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to it's going to go to a quarterback, and it's probably going to be Brady or Rodgers at this point. Yeah, and again, I don't mean to rant about this, but... Hard Rock Sportsbook did me wrong by returning that money when I knew I was like you know what Tom Brady should get the MVP he's led his team to like not the number one seed but he's basically the best player for Tampa so and again they just they said nope not this year they returned it so if I look at the list of winners um there basically hasn't been a receiver to win it ever. Yeah, I'm scrolling down. Pat, you know, all of them, Pat at 1990 at this point, I don't see a receiver. So yeah, so yeah, no cover, cover. I mean, he is definitely the white Jerry Rice, but he's not winning the MVP. It's crazy. Yeah, they just. I'd like to know where Moss finished in that season. In the 07 season? Yeah. Well, look, you don't have to look. Tom Brady got first, second, third, and fourth voting. So it was a, it was a unanimous win. Looks like Moss was behind him for the number two. And then Favre. Yeah, I'm reading it's, that right. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely gonna be Tom Brady, which he hasn't won it since 2017. So yeah, so there you go. He's just defying defying everyone by winning it. Um, you think he comes back next year? If he goes, if he wins the Super Bowl, wins the MVP, you think he comes back? Yeah, because I, did he say that he wants to play till his 50? I don't think he really said that. Yeah. Well, I gotta believe him because <laughs> he's definitely look. He trains, he works out, he has his nutritionist, he has all that stuff. You know, he's married to somebody who only eats organic, homegrown stuff. So, yeah, I can definitely see him coming back. I can definitely. I mean, he's better than half of the quarterbacks on the league, right? So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mentally for sure. He's probably better than all the quarterbacks in the league. Physically, and, maybe not. But. And maybe in five years, who knows if tackle tackling is even allowed by them. <laughs> That's true. It might be like a flag football by the time he's 50. <laughs> That's so, a good yeah. point. So I don't I don't know what's you know, I don't know what he's gonna do when he finally retires because he's he's come out he has all these different documentaries and he's come out in each documentary and said I don't want to retire I don't know what I'm going to do so basically he's not going to retire 
Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Uh, so we want to say thank you for listening. Uh, Ron, I'll see you on Saturday. And uh, made the best team win, right? That's right. Let's go. Thanks again, everybody. All right. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's Shut YM Podcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace. <laughs>